Today on The Girl Defined Show, we are talking about alcohol, the very controversial subject that many people do not want to dig into because we got that mommy wine culture going. Ooh, we got those yeah. coffee cups with, you know, a little bit of vodka in it, and we are just surviving on our mommy mommy milk, whatever you want to call our it. Our mommy mimosa. Our mommy mimosa, and we just kind of want to pretend that everything is okay, but the reality is, is that alcohol is causing a lot of problems, particularly for women. Millennial women are actually struggling big time with this, and we kind of want to tiptoe. We don't want to hurt our friends' feelings. We don't want to, uh, like, mom life is hard. Being a woman is hard, but girl, we are going there. And this is actually crazy. Alcohol used to be such a controversial subject in our family amongst Kristen and I. I mean, Kristen almost broke up with her now husband, Zach, over this very issue. We have changed our minds big time on this, but we think still think there is a lot to say and a lot to unpack. Let's dig in. What's up, sisterhood? It's Kristen and Bethany here, where we are fighting the lies of feminism and reclaiming the truth of who God created women to be every single week right here on The Girl Defined Show. And yes, we dig into everything that has to do with our lives as women, including little drinks that we like to enjoy, some of us. But you're right. This is a polarizing topic. Oh my goodness. Because, you know, you know, as you're watching or listening to this, there are people who have very very strong opinions and very strong convictions that span the spectrum. And in fact, our own lives, I feel like in some ways we have kind of personally spanned the spectrum in what we think now, what we thought 10 years ago, the fact that I literally almost broke up with Zach when we were dating because I found out that he would drink an occasional beer. As a Christian woman, have you ever wondered, what does it actually mean to embrace biblical womanhood? It's this huge term, and oftentimes we have no idea what it looks like to live out and embrace God's design, which is why I have great news for you. We've created an incredible PDF downloadable resource called Embracing Biblical Womanhood, a Christian woman's guide to understanding and living out God's timeless design. You can download this PDF today and start digging into the incredible teaching that will help you practically understand how to live out and embrace God's design for your life as a woman today. You can download this right now at girldefine.com slash shop. Just click the digital resources tab. That's girldefine.com slash shop. We've never actually talked about this though, yeah. like from a personal standpoint no. of like we've where been, we are on this topic. Yeah. And honestly, we've been afraid because it has been such a controversial issue. And polarizing. Polarizing amongst Christian. I mean, we have friends who it was a deal breaker for them. If there was ever a drink, then it did become a deal breaker and they would not uh, marry someone. I remember having a conversation too with a former beau and I remember telling him like, yeah, I am so not for alcohol that like, I remember telling him he would have to give that up in order for me (gasps) to want to be with him. I don't really remember that. Yeah. He, and he said that like, oh, it's not that big of a deal to me. Like he would. He was willing to give up the booze for his babe. babe. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's crazy though, because I, so I actually listened to, um, which is so random, but Jessica Simpson's audiobook. And it was when I was listening to her story, she was sharing about like all of mm-hmm. these alcohol addictions she had. And as like a mom and like how she would, everything she would have like her, you know, shiny kind of like sparkly mom coffee cup that she would take around. But really she was like putting all sorts of stuff in there and she was really a functioning alcoholic. I don't know how she's doing now, um, but that she was just sharing that and just like the addiction. And it just kind of opened my eyes to the reality of like, wow, this is big and like yeah. mommy culture right now. And especially, like I said, amongst millennial women and And so 
I think it's time that we talk about this, that we're not going to be shy about it. We're not Mm going to, like, we're going to be totally honest with you exactly where we've been, where we are now, and what we think scripture brings to this. Um, So if you are someone who has a very strong opinion and you might um, not like this, you might want to just go ahead and turn it off because we're going there. We're going there. And one of the things I love that we offer here at Girl Defined, we offer resources specifically for struggles. We don't have one on alcohol yet. That could be a good one depending on if you guys think that's necessary. We can find five-step program. Five-step biblical program to overcoming alcoholism. No, but we do have a great resource called Five Strategies to Find Freedom from Sexual Sin, which is another issue that is very, maybe not as controversial, but it can be polarizing. It can be something that we struggle with secretly that people don't know that we are functioning in, you know, with constant sexual sin and struggle, whether single or married and no one knows. And so we have multiple resources on this at Girl Define, and we want to give you this for free as our way of saying thank you when you support Girl Define by coming over to our platform on Patreon, patreon.com slash girldefine, where you can give like a dollar, two dollars per episode that we create and get behind us and say, I love what Girl Define is doing. I want to see more of this in our culture today. I will give a buck or two. I will forego that one latte, that one cocktail, so that I can support Girl Define. And as our way of saying thank you, we will not only give you a a free resource every single month, but you will get access to every free digital resource we have created, which there are dozens. I mean, I'm just flashing through if you're watching on YouTube, our most recent, am I ready to start dating? A practical guide to help you prepare for dating and marriage. There are so many 50 questions to deepen your friendships, a devotional through the Psalms and dozens others. So if you love this, please come support us. Patreon.com slash girl defined. Okay. So alcohol rewinding, what would it be now? Like 12 years or 13 years? Uh, Oh, when we were Um, dating. Yeah. So probably like 13 years. I'll set the stage for our family. And I think that, um, like, you know, our parents grew up in, what were they? Like the hippies or what? No. No, it was like the Jesus revolution. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of grew up in that era. And it was just like, kind of like alcohol and drugs everywhere. And so they, when they became Christians, they came to the side very much, which a lot of people in that generation did. Not uncommon. If you're a millennial, you, you may have had parents in this generation too, where it was just like, it was such a big problem in their day that they were like, Hey, Mm -hmm. let's just cut this out completely. And honestly, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like when something in your generation was such a huge problem saying, Hey, we don't think it's a sin, but we just don't see the benefit. And so that's definitely how we grew up. I think that we probably took it to the extreme and were like, you know, because I felt the same way. Like as you. us as me and daughters. You. Yeah, as daughters and as sisters, mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, this is like, okay, all or nothing. There yeah. can be no nuance, no middle ground. Yeah. And there was this idea that like, you want to stay as far away from the line of sin as possible, which in many ways, I think that's true and yeah. right. Like, okay, stay away from temptation, stay away from anything that's going to get you close to sinning. But then at the same time, I think we have to be careful that we don't jump to extremes and start painting lines and calling them biblical truth. When in fact, there are things that scripture might allow that we are saying, no, 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 stay as far away as possible when there could be a way to enjoy that. And I will tell you that I think one of the reasons that we had such a black and white perspective is yes, our parents didn't drink. We weren't exposed really to alcohol much at all growing up. And I think part of that was that we never saw alcohol being enjoyed in a way that was God honoring. If that makes sense. Like we, I don't ever recall like in my younger years seeing like, Oh, there's a great Christian family. I know they love the Lord. I know they're committed to worshiping God. I know they're not alcoholics, but look, they're enjoying a glass of wine at dinner. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a way that you can do that. And I had never Never. really seen that modeled. And so for me, my perspective was like, stay as far away from that line as possible. Don't even take a drop on your mouth or you're going to become an alcoholic. Like it's just going to happen to you. So like stay away, kind of like fearful and wanting to flee temptation, but not really realizing like, 
could there be a balanced way to approach this? And what in fact does the Bible actually say about this? I don't ever remember thinking it was a sin. Do you remember Um, like what you felt about what the Bible taught about it? No, I don't think I thought it was a sin, but I thought everything that was associated with it. So all the, like Mm. everything that was a part of that world. I remember thinking that basically like beer, especially for me, was like, oh my goodness, beer Beer is just like, I just imagine like, it's like, oh, if you have, you're a couple guys and you're at a restaurant with a beer, you're just like looking for babes to pick up, you know, (laughs) like you're just got the beer. You want the babes. You're like basically trying to hit up the clubs, get a hookup. Like, I know this sounds literally insane insane and or maybe some of you are like yes that's how I view it but that is so how I pictured it so I remember when I was dating that guy I just thought oh my goodness if he's out because he worked for a Christian organization and they would drink and I remember just thinking like how could you as godly men some of them Mm. married go to a restaurant and be drinking beer you're just like inviting the world in you know and so it was just this perspective like I didn't think it was sin but I just thought why would you want to do that you know it just seemed crazy and really prideful on my part Mm. I was looking so down like if you were only godly like me you would never do that in a million years like i remember associating beer with like seeing the occasional bud light or budweiser commercial and some of those commercials were pretty raunchy let's be honest like you've got you know the guys and like the bikini girls running around they're all partying they're on the beach you know bonfire like it's like okay it's like such a college party scene and i just remember seeing some of those commercials and just feeling like all beer is that like that's what it is like (laughs) if you drink you are just that's where you're gonna end up kind of like partying on the beach nonstop. so I would uh, like without even realizing it would just associate like you're saying if a guy a Christian guy said oh yeah I enjoy a beer it's like that's where my mind would go like that's the kind of guy that honestly your instincts about Bud Light were correct since they are (laughs) (laughs) they've gotten rid of the bikini girls and now they're bringing the man women on (laughs) okay so I want to share the story about what happened with Zach because when we started dating many years ago, 13 plus years ago, um, we were both conservative, you know, at the time and still are in many ways. And I like really spiritually conservative, spiritually conservative, politically, all the things like we were conservative in every way. We were very conservative. And I just remember having this mindset about beer, alcohol, wine, like whatever cocktails. Um, I don't think I had, I I had had like maybe one or two cocktails actually really randomly. Yeah. (laughs) Remember the cruise that one? We were on a cruise and I remember we had like, that was our first time we ever had had a margarita and I hated it. I thought it was disgusting. I'm like, Ugh, like what is this poisonous oh flavor gosh. I'm tasting? Anyways, I mean, the sugar helped a lot, I but felt, I remember I was like too young, but it was something like, oh, we're in open seas. We're in like no man's land. So it was like legal was, or like, something legal for me to have like 18 or it, something. No, I was like 17, but it was like, oh, oh 16 in no man's land or something. I don't know. That, that is, is so random. funny. I know. So I that, it, I think I'd had like, yeah, we'd had like a couple of margaritas and that was it. So when Zach, so we we're dating and we had already been dating for a little while and, you know, we were working through questions and like topics and what do you think about this? What do you believe about that? And so I remember distinctly, we were sitting at this restaurant with a bunch of people after like we all played sand volleyball or something yeah. and we were hanging out and the, the conversation just casually came up because he mentioned to me like oh yeah my friend so-and-so enjoys like this beer or something and he just like mentioned it and so I was like oh that's interesting do you drink beer totally expecting him to say like absolutely not I'm not one of those guys and then he just kind of looked at me and he's like I mean like yeah I'll, I'll have an occasional beer here and there it floored me y'all like in my mindset back then and with all the things I explained about Bud Light and Budweiser all that it like shocked my brains because I was not expecting that from him at all I had no idea that his dad was like this 
like amazing like wine connoisseur and like really enjoyed wine. I had no idea about that, about his family. And so he tells me that and I'm just like shocked. And I, I was just like, I didn't even know what to say. So I just said, Oh, like, can we talk about this some more? And that led to a multi-day conversation of me like grilling him basically and him giving all the reasons for why he felt like it was okay. But then ultimately he was like, you know, if this is such a big deal to you, like I'm fine. Like I can give up beer. It's not a big deal. But I was just like my whole perspective of like who he was. I'm like, is he even a Christian? So much drama. Thankfully the Lord got us through and I was able to see the light. And okay, realize- so wait, what happened before did y'all get engaged and where were y'all when y'all got engaged? Yeah, so we, had actually decided like, okay, I just said, you know, I'm not comfortable with it. I said, I don't think it's a sin, but I just, I think it's a compromise. Honestly, like that's what I said. And I would prefer to not drink as a family and not have it in our home. And he was like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) And he didn't agree with me, but he was willing to give it up. And so we got married with the, there was no alcohol at your wedding. There was no alcohol at our wedding. There was no alcohol in our home. On your honeymoon? Had y'all, did y'all drink on your honeymoon? Okay, that is the funny thing. And then we go on our honeymoon and I remember we went to this wine tasting. What? And I remember him, like we had this conversation. So we were in Costa Rica and he's like, there's this wine tasting, you know, it's this outdoor thing and it was really affordable because it's, you know, things down there are just cheaper. He's like, do you want to do it? And I was like, I don't know, it's alcohol. And then for some reason, I drew this line in my brain. I don't know why that I was, I felt like, well, you know, wine is different than beer. Beer is like the Bud Light scene. Wine is like the classy scene. And so in my mind, having no like real reason, except just how I personally felt about it, I kind of drew this line of like, okay, I think I'm okay with like an occasional glass of wine in the right setting, but I'm definitely not okay with beer, with like whiskey, with anything like that. And so in my brain, I just drew that line. I don't know how, maybe that's how I got to that. And I remember we did have a little wine tasting. That's interesting though. I forgot about that. Okay. So things have changed so much since that point though which I'm not going to give away no (laughs) it sounds so bad but okay you mentioned that your in-laws so your father-in-law is like an incredible wine connoisseur has traveled all over the world like all of this yes and so that okay that brings up a great point because I like I had said earlier I had never been exposed and you either to somebody enjoying wine enjoying alcohol in a way that wasn't compromising like wasn't compromising their morals wasn't compromising their testimony you know whatever we want to call it, like enjoying it in a way that was actually like enjoying, dare I say, like the gift of alcohol. You dare not. Dare I say in a way that could potentially even be God glorifying. I know that might, don't turn the podcast off, please keep listening. But I I kind of saw yeah. this in his parents and the way that they would just enjoy the occasional glass of wine. Very classy. The way that his dad appreciated the entire process for yeah. how wine is made, the complexity of like the vineyards and the vintage and the different regions around the world and how you've got the California wine and the French wine and how there's like this big battle and how people have such strong opinions and just the way it's grown, all the variety, you know, there's so many different types of grapes and then there's white wine and red and there's rosés and there's like sparkling and like champagne. <laughs> And all way this more knowledgeable. Stuff. I'm like in the dark. And I, his dad loves to teach. And yeah. so he would just, you know, we'd be at dinner and he'd say, oh, hey, Zach and Christian, would you guys like to enjoy this glass of wine with me? Like if he was opening a bottle. And so, you know, like, okay, sure. Yeah. It kind of happened. And then he would teach, okay, well, this is where this bottle's from. This is how it's made. And he would show us the label and just teach us. And I remember being blown away by how complex yeah. and just like starting to appreciate more about it than just, it's this drink from the devil and I must flee because 
I it's will. It's party! Yeah, and like I enjoyed coffee and like Zach and I had gone on coffee tours yeah. on our honeymoon and we were enjoying the complexity of how coffee's made and the coffee bean and the process and it was almost like the same kind yeah. of thing but with grapes and with wine, obviously coffee and alcohol, two very different things. Yeah. I acknowledge that. But it was the same kind of thing of like, maybe there is more that I could appreciate yeah. about this and learn about this than just like flee because it's, mm-hmm. it's the worst, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember being so surprised as you and Zach started bringing like wine into your home and kind really? of transitioned into this because it, I wasn't, I like, obviously I was still at home. I didn't get mm-hmm. married until I was 30. So I was like, our parents are there. I don't think they're even as black and white as they used to yeah. be on the whole issue, but they're, they just don't, don't they don't really I've care for it. My, our dad, I don't know if I've ever seen him like really actually even drink ever. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But um, (laughs) I just don't think they really enjoy it. Yeah. Which is funny because our grandpa, he's passed away now, but in their house, he built this like incredible Irish pub that was in their basement. basement. And it was literally like you were stepping into Ireland. And it was like some of our best memories growing up and visiting our grandparents were like hanging out in the the Irish pub. (laughs) So much so that I was telling my husband, I was like, that's what I was telling him. I wanted to build in our garage, like an Irish pub where he could like hang out with his guy friends and stuff. Not like the whole like just drinking, drinking, but just like, it's such a cozy like memory because we have ancestors from Ireland and blah, 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 all that. But I remember you like bringing alcohol into your home and being surprised by it. But I, but then I mm-hmm. kind of joined you on that journey. You influenced me. Influenced okay. So you. let's bring it up to speed. Yeah. Where are y'all now and what are your convictions and thoughts on alcohol? Yeah. Well, and yours too. I mean, and you just kind cares. of like jumped over your entire story. No, 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 but yours is more interesting. Oh, they're the same. I mean, <laughs> we are one person. Yeah. That's okay. Good. But like bring us today. Where yeah, are you today? Okay. So today, long story short, you know, all of the journeys, blah, 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 blah. Um, Zach and I have landed at a place where we both enjoy wine. Um, He enjoys an occasional glass of whiskey. Um, We enjoy cocktails. I enjoy a mimosa. Now, with that being said, shall I go into more specifics? No. Um, With that being said, we did not come to this conclusion to bring alcohol into our home or to enjoy an occasional glass. For us, it's, it's, Never just like an isolated thing. Like, oh, let me just go grab my alcohol and like down it on a Friday night by myself. Like it's in a setting where we're together. It's in a social setting with friends. It's inviting a couple over and opening a bottle of red wine and enjoying that together and like talking about it. And ooh, what do you, what do you get on the nose? What do you get when you taste it on the palate? You know, all the things that Zach's dad has taught us to appreciate about it. Um, You know, things like that. And so it was a decision where we said, okay, we know that for a lot of people, they're still strongly convicted against drinking it. Maybe they don't believe it's a sin, but they just don't believe it's why. So we want to be careful. We want to enjoy this in a way where we are not compromising one ourselves, like making sure that we don't take it too far because, oh, we enjoy the flavors. We enjoy these type of drinks. There's still biblical boundaries. Like drunkenness is a sin and we don't even want to get close to that line of drunkenness. And so we hold each other accountable. We have friends that have also been on a similar journey and we have open conversations like how you're doing with this and what does that look like for you guys? So we're still very intentional and careful. It wasn't like throw it all out and embrace everything. Like we are very intentional. And if we have a family over and we know that they are not into wine or alcohol, we won't even bring it up. Yeah, like, or we'll sure. ask them ahead of time, like, hey, do you guys enjoy wine? No, not so much. Okay, great. We won't push it. Like, we for try to be sure. very respectful. We try to be thoughtful about where we're drinking it out in public. Like, you know, if we're with people that yeah. don't you know, do that, then we won't. Like, it's not this thing we have to have and we're going to die on this hill and it's our right totally. and our liberty as a Christian. Like, we want to be mindful. But yeah. I just think it's it is something that we have learned to appreciate and even something we've learned to say, like, wow, God, this is a fun gift that we can enjoy with the right heart, um, not an addictive heart and not an alcoholic, yeah. you know, 
pursuit, but something that we can enjoy occasionally here and there. Totally. And it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. I think one of the other angles to it is also like the health aspect, yes. um, which has been interesting. So for me, I've personally been like, well, we've both been on health journeys. Like we saw the same nutritional therapist and mm-hmm. like just trying to get our health under control in our thirties, <laughs> trying to get a grip before menopause. No. Um, I'm like late thirties now. I know. But I like, I got grew up with like migraines all my life and yeah. all of this stuff. And so I really went on a health journey and just realizing that despite what they say, like, you know, alcohol is all these benefits. They're really, I mean, they say correct me if I'm wine, wrong, I like <laughs> alcohol is kind of like, doesn't really have. Yeah. I mean, the, yes, the, the health coach that we worked with, she basically said, I asked her, I was yeah. like, okay, so what do you think about the occasional glass of wine cocktail? She said, well, just know that alcohol in general is a toxin. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for your body. And I know there's going to be debate and controversy. I know a lot of doctors will say like, Hey, a glass of red wine. I thought it was the apple a day. Is it the glass, glass of red wine a day day. keeps the doctor away. I think that's his trick because it keeps you coming back. No, I'm kidding. But you know, so people have different opinions and there are a lot of articles you can find on both sides of the aisle. But she said, it's basically a toxin that your body then has to work to process and then get rid of. It offers no nutritional value whatsoever. And so just be mindful of that. And she wasn't extreme, which I appreciated. She wasn't like, it doesn't, it's not healthy don't drink at all like Like, cut it out yeah she's like you can enjoy the occasional glass here and there and appreciate that and it's gonna be fine yeah so that's something that is a consideration for me more because I have been on such a journey of trying to get a grip on my health and I've seen so much improvement with my migraines and just learning Mm -hmm. to relax and like not have to carry so much tension in my shoulders like you know we call them rock shoulders where you get like knots in your shoulders and so much of that is because like honestly like all this stuff that's kind of like trending but there are some truth to it like okay like not drinking alcohol alcohol, um, breathing, like learning to relax, like all of that, like we are bodies. And I think in some ways I've just like kind of disconnected mm-hmm. from that over the years, but I'm learning to reconnect and it's made a massive difference. Um, that's kind of beside the point, but that's a huge consideration for me of why I don't drink yeah. it very often. Because, well, yeah, share what you, what your stance yeah, is on it now so, and how it looks for you. I, my husband and I, we definitely like didn't either really have an interest in it when we got married and it just wasn't really a part of our life, wasn't really part of our day. But he, my husband, he became more and more interested in it as far as like the, just the whole community mm-hmm. and the, the curiosity and the learning, just like he you. loves to learn. Yeah. And your family, mm-hmm. he loves talking to her father-in-law. He's had many conversations with him, just like learning and absorbing all of the information about the one. He really appreciates that. Um, and so I don't necessarily care at all about that. So mm-hmm. Dave was always like, whenever we were over out there, you know, pair her in-laws, cause we're all really close. He was always like grabbing him, like, tell me more about this, you know? And I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, Dave was expressing to me the, mm-hmm. a couple months ago, like, Hey, when we go out to a really nice dinner and I'm drinking like a nice glass of wine, it just is so great. If you like, you know, kind of like that social like drink with each other mm-hmm, and just like enjoying mm-hmm. it together. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I had no idea that you enjoy that. Like when you go to coffee with someone, you kind of want them to get something. So you're not just like <laughs> great time drinking coffee. You know, it's like, or if you go to lunch with someone like you want to eat, you know, it's like, they're like, I'm good. I don't yes, want lunch. Like, it's just like, uh, let's do it together. So that's something that he, no pressure, but was like, Oh, yeah. if you, if you can find a drink that you enjoy, it would be really fun when we go out on a date night mm. or like a fancy night out. If you, you know, had something with me. And so I have been trying to find things that are very light and very fruity and sparkly that can come in a cute glass that I can enjoy with him. And that means a lot to him. So I Mm. do do that, but it is um, like, you know, it's 
like on a date night out or a fancy night out. And I have zero problem with that. I just make sure I drink like a lot of water and make sure that I'm getting my minerals and all of my things in so that my body is really supported so that it can handle that. But I think that's really important Mm -hmm. too, though, to know like there are so many options out there. I also do a lot of like mocktails or Mm -hmm. even you can get like fancy juices that look like um, kind of like an alcoholic drink, but they're not. Like they come in a fancy little mason jar with the ice and the little mint leaf. Exactly. So you can still feel like you're enjoying. So Mm -hmm. if I ever felt like I know like health wise like I'm on the verge of a headache or something I would never get a glass of any sort of alcohol I would do something else that still makes me feel like I'm a Mm -hmm. part of the moment but I don't have to do it so I think there are a lot of things to consider and I think the most important thing though is never doing it just because it's what everyone does never doing it because you feel like I want to fit in or I want to be a part of the group Um, I think if it's something you're going to do I think it should be a very intentional choice Mm -hmm. something that you fully understand the full picture of what you're getting into and that you have like you know exactly like I will drink this I won't drink this I will drink one glass I won't yeah. drink two you know like yeah. having very clear structure um you know boundaries if you're a single woman like okay maybe I don't drink with um you know a guy when we're by ourselves or something I don't know you mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. having boundaries having structure having intentionality um understanding your health understanding your convictions who you're drinking with all of that I think is such an important part of the conversation yeah, yeah. and I think that's so important that you brought that up because Wrestling with sexual sin is something that so many of us as Christian women, single and married, struggle with. And so often we feel like we're the only one. I know because I had my struggles with sexual sin, battling masturbation for years, longing to find freedom, but lacking the tools to help me do that, which is exactly why we've created instantly downloadable PDF resources that you can get in your hands right now at girldefined.com slash shop, specifically helping you in the areas of sexual sin and sexual struggles. The newest one is called Finding Freedom from Masturbation, Gospel Strategies for Walking in Victory, a really helpful PDF that you can download today and begin walking that journey toward freedom. Another PDF is called Five Strategies to Find Freedom from Sexual Sin. We have another digital resource called Battling Sexual Temptation, a biblical toolkit for Christian girls. And y'all, these are just the ones on sexual struggles. We have PDF downloads on so many different topics for all stages and seasons of life, and you can find all of this at girldefined.com slash shop. Just click the digital resources tab. That's girldefined.com slash shop. Let's be honest, like alcohol is a, it can be a slippery slope. Totally. So we don't want to sit here and you'd hear us say like, oh, Kristen and Bethany, they're, they're, they're fine with alcohol. Like they enjoy the occasional glass of wine, the occasional cocktail, occasional mimosa. Like, great. I'm just going to dive into that. You have to realize, and this is something Zach and I, we have to guard against. Like I said, we have friends, same kind of journey. Like we have this open conversation. In fact, we just had this conversation in our small group Mm. about checking, regularly checking in regarding our relationship with alcohol because it is a slippery slope that anybody can slide down and like you opened up this conversation talking about Jessica Simpson and this like closet alcoholism that's very functional where you are you're you are craving it because it is a substance that can be addictive obviously clearly there are many people who are addicted to alcohol and so taking that seriously and approaching it wisely and not just jumping into it because oh okay I have this freedom in Christ I'm just going to go for it, but being mindful. And if you start to see yourself, or maybe right now you're in a place where you are, you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm just craving that, you know, mimosa. And then at lunchtime comes and you're like, oh, I just want that mojito. And then dinner comes and you're like, give me my Merlot, you know, like, I don't know what these names, noon and night. And it can become that way. And so you've got to really take inventory of your yeah. own relationship with alcohol. And if you see any place in your life where you're like, this is starting to get a grip on yeah. me, this is something that I, I can't wait for on a Friday 
Friday night. Like I am anticipating counting down the hours till I get off work and I can get home and get my drink or the weekend is here and all your, you know, you're mostly anticipating all the fun cocktails that you're going to have. I think that that would be a red flag to say, okay, how is my relationship with alcohol? Am I actually enjoying this in a God honoring way? Or is this getting a grip on me? Like, is this grabbing a hold of me and becoming something that I am becoming dependent upon and that I feel like in social settings, I have to have to loosen up something that I have to have to get through the stress of motherhood with young kids. And I'm tired and I just want to wind down. (laughs) and I need my red wine. I mean, seriously, these are real things. You guys know it. I mean, this is stuff that I have to fight against too. Like, you know, and being in a marriage where we're both aware of this and holding each other accountable, it is very helpful where we do have boundaries. But I just want to say that, like, it is something we need to be careful of and we need to recognize, like, in fact, this is so interesting. And we were talking about this off air in Titus two, mm-hmm. it actually specifically, and many of you know this, it gives instructions for older men to younger men, older women to younger women. And one of the things that it specifically talks about for older women is that I'll just read it. Titus two verse three says, older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train the young women to love their husbands. And it goes on about how to train the young women. But isn't that so interesting that it specifically talks about older women? So referring to spiritually older women, wiser women who would be those teaching and discipling and mentoring younger women, literally calling us out in the Bible in Titus. And I don't think, I mean, it talks to the men, it says be sober minded, but it doesn't specifically talk about being slaves to wine. And I think the Bible's onto something here. And I've heard a lot of like, messages and seen articles on this, basically saying that this for women can be something that is a slippery slope for us specifically and can be very addictive in something because of the balance of the million family and husband and home and work and all the things we're doing. It can be such a default for us to just, oh, I just want to relax, right? And this is my Mm go-to. So just taking that into account that we as women are specifically commanded to, and men shouldn't be slaves to wine either. Yeah, totally. Not men either, but for us as women, I think it could be a a specific temptation we need to be aware of. For sure. And again, make sure it's something that you are intentional about, that you are thoughtful about. I mean, having wise mentors in your life, we're always talking about that can be so helpful. But if you are a part of a group where you're feeling pressured, where you feel like you Mm -hmm. have to do this, like it might be time to get a new group. Like this Mm -hmm. is not something that you should ever feel like you have to do to fit into society, to fit in in the world. Like if you feel like I have to drink alcohol in order to fit in, I'm not going to have any friends. Like find new friends. There are tons of people Mm -hmm. out there who not even as Christians, but just as people who are like, hey, I don't see the benefits or I see some downfalls. Like there's a whole movement right now of people who are trying to avoid drinking alcohol so they can learn to enjoy life without that yeah. as like, whatever you call it, like a crutch or whatever. Yeah. So there are tons of people out there, you know, workplace or wherever who who are on this road of like, I want to learn how to really enjoy life and not be inhibited by anything. And so never feel pressure to do anything because you feel like you have to fit in. I think that's just super mm-hmm, important to say. Mm-hmm. You guys- this was awesome. We want to continue this conversation with you. What is your opinion? What do you think? Do you drink? Do you don't? <laughs> Where are you at biblically? Uh, have you have your convictions changed over the years? Coming out with us on Instagram at Girl Define. If you like this content, drop us a five-star review, Spotify, Apple. We see those. They help us. They encourage us. We love you guys. And then come back next week. Join us for another episode every Monday of the Girl Define show.